magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy reader, energy healer, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> and happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Oh, yeah. Um, We've been talking before. I, I don't know what exactly is going on, but I'm very like. like I was... Do you know what? Ted is being like that today, too. And you got maybe it's because you're both. Or no, no you're not. not. You were born the same year, but you're not the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why, but definitely Ted was talking my ear off this morning. I'm sorry. You got two talkers. I like it. Okay. I didn't mind it at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is something going on with Mercury. I, I, yeah, at, at least with my natal chart. But, and then also, I'm kind of glad this happened because I was like, what happened to that like three weeks in November where I wanted to clean everything? Because that has uh... subsided <laughs> completely. <laughs> it's like, I really need some of that energy. And then this morning I was like, clean, 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 clean. Oh, you came back. Yeah, it's been at least today. So I'm taking advantage of it as much as I can. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the mood to talk good news we're recording a podcast yeah exactly so that's... yeah at least for the next hour <laughs> perfect <laughs> um and so today aquarius season starts oh, so it's yeah, your season i mean the right. day that this podcast comes out mm -hmm. happy aquarius season yes. to everybody how do you feel during aquarius season generally um, do you have any... i don't know. don't know i have to i'll pay attention this year yeah. i'm not sure but i do love aquarius energy so yeah i'm thinking i probably feel pretty good yeah it's supposed to be expansiveness i before i knew too much about astrology i did have this book of the week um i really love it the um it's a really big book that breaks down each week of astrology of the year mm -hmm. and they oh. name like what your week is so is it one of those ones like the language of birthdays yes is it like it, that kind it is. is it what's it called i could put it in the show notes. um i'll look it up after and email okay. you but um yeah. Anyway, and my week is the week of genius. So Ooh. I always really loved that, especially because I have a lot of baggage around <laughs> intelligence from my family. They're real. My mom and dad are very snobby with intellectual knowledge. Mm. Yeah, she was like, well, you are, you seem very smart to me. Oh, thank you. It's a real I mean, like I do think that I am smart but and I I know that I mean like I taught myself how to read when I was two and I always say that I peaked at two because then <laughs> nothing else happened oh whatever <laughs> no as far as like traditional I mean I'm telling you my mom was so snobby she um she even said something like well the, <laughs> something about like the worst that'll happen is She'll be an anti-intellectual anti and be a hairdresser. <laughs> oh. I mean, first of all, there's nothing wrong with hairdressers. I mean, I wanted to all. be a hairdresser. That's why she was saying that. Uh, for a while, I used to want to be one, too. Really? I had that. I went through that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I cut my own hair. Anyway, see, I'm real talky. But <laughs> it, it's weird that it's coming up again because... Brett and I had a conversation this week about how he thinks I'm really hard on myself about how I'm 
smart. I mean, I do think I'm smart with like emotions and feelings and energy and able to understand that. But like he's tried to explain to me his flex spending program at work <laughs> with these taxes uh, like five times. And every time I'm just like, you need to stop talking. It's just not <laughs> no more. Yeah, they're both, I think it's just things that are interesting to you. Like I feel like that's how I feel about biology when I've tried to learn. Like I love plants. Yeah. But if I try to learn botany – I'm just like I don't. No. I just don't care the names of the little things, the little microscopic pieces, or what. I just well, that can't make myself care. Yeah, that's generous. I mean, I really do feel like every time he's told me, at some point, I've lost the ability to compute. I'm just like, it's gone. We can stop there, the conversation. <laughs> that is like I feel that way about when people tell me about how things work. Because like oh, I feel yeah. like I'm really good at listening to everyone whenever they're talking. I'm I always listen to people, but. <laughs> Except when they try to tell me how something works, which my dad does all the time. Oh like he'll God. tell me about airplanes, like aerodynamics, and he'll yes. like start talking. Well, this is how this kind of engine works, and this is this kind of airplane. Uh, and I'm just like, I suddenly realize, oh, he's been talking for a while, and I have not been paying attention. Oh my God, that I feel so validated right now because I think that's what it is. As soon as he starts. And it's not probably not just flex spending, although that's the thing that I that we always go to because I would ideally like to understand what's happening with our money. But no, I mean, I actually do handle our money, but it's about taxes and it just gets real confusing. And and he is explaining how it works. And it's just I get bored, I think. Yeah. 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 I don't I think that just it's just we have different things that are interesting to us and okay. those are the areas where we excel. Great. You know? I mean my brother is I guess a tested genius in the IQ area. My brother too. Really? Yeah, my brother was in Mensa. I don't know if he's kept I up with that. I thought that was views. just for ladies. Mensa? I thought it was no, like IQ like for ladies certain... with the high IQs. Mm, no, men, oh. men or women. Interesting. You're teaching me a lot today. Earlier, we had a <laughs> long discussion about what Central California is and isn't. <laughs> You're welcome that you were not privy to that conversation. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was not podcast material. No, two California ladies getting <laughs> real into where the line is drawn. Anyway, last week you picked the rest card that I remember. Oh yes, no, actually that is that is not right. I did Shh. recommend rest. <laughs> I re <laughs> I recommended rest in um, Practical Magic, uh, but I drew the Sensual Pleasure card, which is oh, you know that could be part of rest. Sure, it can sure. be rest. Sensual well, pleasure. Hmm. And you drew. Damn it! I thought it was the one week I remember. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that. I remember for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you drew Be the Hunter, Not the Hunted. Oh. Remember? From the mm -hmm. uh, Sacred Rebels Order. And I think it was about being creative, wasn't it? Kind of? Mm. Oh, you know what? I didn't really remember what it was about, especially because my friend Stephanie told me about a visitation she had by, of a hawk oh. who was like, had a bird that he was eating or something oh, and then I was like oh my gosh that's exactly it was like this really clear she said the hawk like looked at her after he captured this got this other bird and like sat on her fence and oh my so God. that's why I really remembered I was like whoa that's a, like the same kind of whoa. energy of that owl because it oh, was an right. owl picture yes I 
apparently am just going to interpret things how I want, which <laughs> that's, maybe that's, that's why I don't understand. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe it's why I don't understand flex spending because you can't really be creative with it. But um, in my mind, that card was about going after what you want in terms of creativity oh, right. and yes. being like not letting your like committing to it. that's how I thought of it no yeah you're right now that you're saying that so did that any of that well play out for you um I have re um I'm writing my book I'll say that my novel so that's going well I've changed what it's about so there was a restructuring but um that was necessary and I'm really loving it even like whatever yeah yay and it also has opened the floodgates for me in terms of any writing and you and I had talked on this podcast before about me maybe writing a book about inner child and self-compassion and energy healing and it's making me like go like oh maybe I just have to have the time to do it all you know that's the problem oh yeah you could just do it in the little bits of time a day that's how I write yeah well the thing is like when I put aside the time I want to write my novel and then it's like oh then I have to have more time to write the other thing Oh, well, maybe one at a time then. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah. the the reason I remembered the rest thing so much <laughs> was because I really needed it. And we... Me too. Oh, you, did you rest? Yes. Yeah. I really needed it. I feel like I need more. Well, let me tell you, Venus has moved into Pisces, as we heard from oh. Molly McCord last week, and that's a real time of rest, rest, oh. care, and actually the sensuality card, too, like being yeah. loving to yourself, being, you know, just sensual, and but really resting and giving yourself self-care. Oh, that makes total sense, mm-hmm. because I have been like, I feel, on the one hand, I feel like really kind of... Like, I just want to rest so much yeah. and I feel kind of achy even, mm. kind of tired. And then on the other hand, I'm like also feeling pretty great yeah. and inspired and happy and like connected yeah. at the same time. I feel the same so way. So in both of those, I could see that, that they're, that Pisces and Venus, that would make, or Venus and Pisces, that would make yeah. sense. Yeah. I'm just trying to find out when it's leaving it. Um, oh, yeah. So I think it's going to. Well, I don't know. I can figure that out later. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, we went to see Cirque du Soleil, which was two hours away. And all of us afterwards were like, I mean, we're such homebodies. So I thought maybe that was it. But we were all like, we need to sleep for five days. Like, it was just oh. like, I actually had to cancel a reading I had that night, which I've literally never done. But I was like, I, I can't do like, I can't keep my eyes open. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that because, yeah, I'm like, what is going on? I just feel so much like resting. Yeah. So honor that. That's the message to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Was that a good summation of the week? I feel like, have you also been very busy? Yeah. Well, that's been part of the resting too, is that I'm like, okay, now if I have a moment that I can maybe not do a million things, then I'm like, then let me rest. But yeah, I feel like it has calmed down a little bit this week. It, last week, I was just like, I had, it was nonstop. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do. It is a weird um, combination of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What should we do now? <laughs> now, let's see. Oh, do we should we talk about goddess provisions? Yeah, we should. Okay. So goddess provisions is a wonderful way to support our podcast while also 
taking care of yourself and getting a lot of fun stuff for a good price. So it's a subscription service. It's $33 a month and it's five to six full size products or charms, crystals, uh, could be face products, lotion, um, any number of really great. Yeah. Magical, uh, yeah. spiritual, I mean, self-care it's items. The best. Yeah. When it comes, you're great. just so excited. I mean, seriously, th- this could not be a better thing for us to promote from my perspective. <laughs> yeah. It's like right. crystals and ultra claws and it just feels like the perfect, the perfect little package. If I yeah. could design it myself, it seems like I did. It's such a great little gift to give yourself and, um, or others. And vegan. Oh yeah. If you and like. it's vegan and cruelty free and they oh, plant yeah. a tree for every box they sell. So it's really cool. So if you want to uh, subscribe and also support our podcast, then go to magicmondaypodcast.com and then click on the Goddess Provisions banner at the bottom right. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate it. We um, do. Okay. So should we do questions? Yeah, let's do questions. Okay, great. Do you shall I, start? Oh, shall I read the first one? Sure. Yes. So <laughs> do this you start? one is from... Do, <laughs> yes, I start. <laughs> <laughs> I start now. Good. So, <laughs> so Janie says, hello, love you, love you both. Never miss a show. My question is about water flow and plumbing. I know for good energy flow, it is important that there's no leaks or clogs in the home, but I'm wondering if I do happen to have plumbing issues, specifically a leaky shower head and slow drain shower. Is there a way to better the situation until there is extra time slash money to actually call a plumber? Every time I get in the shower, I cringe a bit because I know this this energetically can be detrimental, right? Okay, so yes. Is she saying oh, she doesn't want to call a plumber? No, she wants to. She just, it's not the right time yet for her. Uh, financially. Financially. I see. Yeah. Okay. So this is true. Plumbing represents energy and resources and money. So that is why a leaky faucet, I mean, it literally drains resources because you're wasting water for the planet and, you know, paying extra on your water bill. Mm -hmm. But it also symbolizes maybe an energy leak in some area, often a leak of money, like maybe something you're paying too much for, just like, or just feeling like there's not enough. So it's really, really important to take a look at your plumbing. There are ways that you can work with it if it's like your landlord is taking a while to respond or like in her situation, in Janie's situation, how she feels like maybe now is not exactly the time financially to call a plumber. Um, For leaks, if you can, if you can collect the water and use it for something, like if you can use it to water your your plants outside Mm, or water your house plants. Yeah, that's really kind of the best option. I have heard of someone who had... When I was in feng shui school, I remember my teacher telling me that she had a client who had a really slow leak, and it was a similar situation. She wasn't ready to call a plumber right then, so she put a plant right there. So the plant was constantly being nourished by the water. It was like the right amount to water the plant. Mm -hmm. So if you can do something like that, like collect the water and use it for a purpose, that would be the best possible thing. As far as slow drains go, if you can find a way to... Um, unclog the drain yourself, you know, with a plunger, or you can also put some, um, like a half of a box of baking soda and then some white vinegar, a a bunch of white vinegar, and then a 
entire pot or kettle of boiling water that can sometimes in your it can sometimes clear out a slow drain yeah um, I mean I would yeah. say a couple things just come to mind like one when you talk about it's representative of a leak and um, a drain of finances and of course I'm not minimizing that um, experience um, but I would say I wonder if your lack of wanting to call the plumber is kind of reflective of the scarcity. Like oh, if you yeah. open up and just at least have the energy of like, I can, money comes to me magically and I can afford to call this plumber and mm -hmm. the plumber fixes the link. And then maybe you'll find other ways that more money will come in in other ways when you <clears throat> come from that place. Now, if yeah. you, um, and if you really can't do it at all, um, like if it's coming from, well, if you really can't, then just put that energy in, like money comes to me magically. I can right. easily afford a plumber. Like I would do nice affirmations um, and or also even like possibilities are everywhere. Uh, the perfect solution comes to me in, I, I'm thinking of like Florence Shin, the Great, yeah, like under her. grace in perfect best. ways, she often says. Yeah. Um, so like really just affirming and putting that energy in your body of opening it up because it does feel like I'm not going to do this. It feels restrictive energetically. And maybe it feels like if you open that up energetically with like affirmations and giving it up to source, to gold light, like just letting, imagine you're putting that energy into gold light of the restrictive energy of you can't do it and put in like, oh, where are the possibilities? I can't wait to find them. I love this. Yeah. Yes. And that's a really good point. Yeah. And then you may find solutions in ways you never thought. So uh, it's funny that you're we talked earlier about we shut down when people try to teach, tell us <laughs> things. But like this is, I think this is why I shut down with YouTube tutorial tutorials um like brett's like you could do all this stuff i do around the house you would just you'd look up youtube that's what i do and i was like no that information is not processed the way it does to you but maybe it does to you dear listener so you could like google and youtube like how do you fix this leak and then yeah. there's so many i mean literally brett has fixed everything and from cars to dishwashers to dry you know everything just from youtube yeah so. well what i love about this too is just shifting the narrative so yeah. it's not like oh there's this thing and i can't fix it right now like yeah. then you're like well what if i can yes. and like noticing that that's like so much of the power too is how yes. we process what we're interpreting the messages and you know the stuff in our house and in the world that we get from the universe yeah and it's also like this pluto saturn i know i'm just so a straw uh, an astronaut these days but this pluto saturn um, conjunction that's happening until Wednesday is like so about like what's no longer working and how am I going to fix it so I feel like this is like a bigger picture than just your plumbing you know it's like oh you know this is no longer working for you so uh -huh. how the solution is there and you're going to find a way to fix it I love that and also the the leak is like a drain of resources what I yeah. forgot to mention is that um like a, a slow drain is like some stuck energy. So mm, okay. we're yeah. kind of talking about both of that, exactly. both of those right now. Yeah. So good luck. And this is great. And maybe um, go to the library and get the Florence Shin book, which is just full of, it was like the first affirmation book 
I got. It's the best. It's so good. It's still the best. So yeah, good. it's um. It's still your word the is wand. your wand. What? What? <laughs> your her her book is your word is your wand. But she also has a um compilation that is called just the wisdom of Florence Scubbleshin, which yeah. is my favorite. Me too. I, I love it. I read it. Oh, I've read it over and over again. Me too. Like whenever I'm like, oh, I'm getting a little nervous about this one situation, I'll just pick up that book and then I'll be like, no, I'm not nervous. <laughs> It's all going to work out. Someone gave that to me. I still remember I was a stand-in on Twin Peaks and some, actually, I think that the woman playing Laura Palmer gave me that book. She's like, what? yeah. Cheryl Lee? Yeah. Good you old Cheryl. Joking. No, she's oh real sweet. Real nice. She's such a good actress. I'm sure she'd love to hear you say that. She's real Maybe nice. she's listening right now. Maybe. I actually oh weirdly gosh. encountered Twin Peaks comes back in my life. I weirdly like year 20 years later, Sherilyn Fenn's son went to my daughter's school. So oh, we yeah. became friendly and we used to go to this um, ecstatic dance thing in Topanga. <laughs> Could oh. I sound more hippie? But it was really Oh, I went weird. to that with you one time. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was Sherilyn there that time? No, I oh. would have definitely remembered that because okay. I'm such a big Twin Peaks oh, that's fan. funny. Yeah, well, one time I really felt like God was like, you are here to resolve your feelings from Twin Peaks because that was a hard time oh. in my life as 20. And, oh, yeah. Um, because then one time it was Sherilyn and Cheryl were there. It was just like the three of us, I think. And I was like, oh, boy, I'm really supposed to heal all of this. But she's real, very sweet person. Anyway. Oh, she was at the ecstatic dance yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, because wow. they're still friends. I think if Laura Palmer was at that ecstatic dancing with me, I would have thrown up. Really? Because I would have been so overwhelmed. That's so well, funny. it's just like the Twin Peaks. I mean, <laughs> David. My relationship with David Lynch is really oh, deep. I he just, was the he's, sweetest. I love him. I love his work. It's like beyond. Oh wow! Any other? Oh, oh my gosh! Wow. I just love it. That's yeah. nice. She was the most down to earth. Like we were actually friends on that. She was the only actress at the time. Like Sherilyn never spoke to me when we were <laughs> actually oh, that year. Yeah, she was the only one. It was like we were just regular. Like you know, we were just friends. Like she was another stand-in or something. Wow. Um, yeah, which is really so dumb. I, that's another thing. Like celebrity being having any status thing. I, mm-hmm. I have a problem with that. But that's for another show feel like I'm rambling. Guess what? I found another question that I didn't show <laughs> before. So we have a lot of questions. Oh, okay. I think okay, let's we'll get see back what to we can questions. get to, to this week. And then um, I'm going to go from the far this back and then we'll just stop um, maybe after another two or something. Okay. This is from the new year because she said, hi, ladies. Happy new year. <laughs> um, I hear Natasha talk a lot about she manifested her husband, which made me laugh because I was like, do I talk about that a lot? <laughs> that to Brett, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Okay. My question is this. I'd like to manifest friends. I moved across country a little over a year ago and I'm struggling with loneliness. I'd love to meet people and form friendships. How can I do this with manifestation? Thanks in advance. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Do you want me to start... Or, yeah, sure. Or you can. Do you have a thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember one time I did a ritual for friends oh. because I, Ted and I had just moved back to LA. I had lived there before, but it had been a while. And um, 
I did a ritual. What did it involve? I did manifest really quickly a friend who is still my friend to this day, one of my best friends. And it was, I remember the charm was a braid. It was a pink ribbon and a white ribbon and another white ribbon, which was interesting later because I remember I manifested that friend Janine. Hi, Janine, if you're listening. And then, (laughs) and then later she was, she, she had moved to San Diego and then um, she was visiting and then I was like, we should go see the crystal method play because they're, they're doing this little remote thing. And we went and then she met her husband who was, oh, wow. was one of the guys in crystal method. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I felt like it was that ribbon, those ribbons, the braid. Oh, that's like so it was neat. me and Janine and Ken oh. somehow. Yeah. And then I married them and then I like, oh my God, ceremony. that's amazing. What I is know, this so ritual? Like, so tell us. So it, I don't really remember. Oh, All I remember no. is the pink <laughs> ribbon. I mean, it, I can like improvise. Okay. It was something about that I probably like cast a circle, you know, centered my energy, cast a circle, and then set the intention somehow to call in a really good friend or more than one. Now, when you cast a circle for newbies, that's like calling in the north, south, east, west. Yeah, and then um, I have a blog post. I'll put it in our show notes, oh, okay, which you can great. find at magicmondaypodcast.com. Um, yeah, you don't have to cast a circle for a ritual, mm-hmm. but it helps to um, like contain the energy. Yeah. So it's a clockwise circle. Even if all you did was like point with your finger and imagine uh, light, like creating, like you're drawing with energy, a circle of light around you. Mm-hmm. Because then it contains the energy like in a sphere or a cone. And then when you release the energy at the end of your ritual, then it goes oh, where it nice. needs to go. I like that. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, I'm sure what I did was I probably felt the feelings. Like you set the intention like, oh, I have this friend, these friends, and I love hanging out with them. And it feels so great. And they get me and I get them. And we laugh a lot. And I'm so grateful. You know, you feel it in the present moment. And then I think I must have braided those, like I must have had maybe a yard or maybe a half a yard of each of the ribbons Mm -hmm. and braided them together just like to symbolize friendship. Pink and white are good friendship colors Uh and to kind of symbolize like our lives being interconnected in a positive way. And then I just, I feel like I kept the charm with me for a while because I I think that because I can picture it still. But so, you know, you said that intention, you feel the feelings and then you can release the circle and let the energy go. I love that. Now, what do you do with the, that's the only thing that I have because, you know, I usually work with energy, but lately, like since this podcast, I've been doing more ritual things like writing things down in a scroll and stuff, but then I feel bad throwing it away or like, what do you do with the... Because it feels like goodbye friendship, <laughs> like if you oh, throw right. it away or something, you know, when yeah, you're done. You know, yeah, I mean, if it, I like nowadays, I really like when my um, charms are biodegradable or it's like a crystal that I can empower and put on my okay. altar. And then if I want to release it, I can put it into like a moving body of water or bury it. Um, oh, like but that. sometimes, yeah. yeah, if there's stuff like that, though, um, like that, the ribbon charm or something or like a charm bag. I have a box I made. <laughs> I, I like painted a box that would be like for my leftover charms uh-huh. that I didn't wasn't ready to let go of. So it's like a kind of I like got a craft box. And uh-huh. I put a tree on it. And because it has in the past been traditional to bury uh, charms at the base of a tree. But oh. now I think I don't people don't really want to bury things like ribbons that aren't oh, totally yeah. going to biodegrade. So 
I'll just keep stuff in that box for a while. And then every few years I'll look in it and be like, okay, I manifested that. Oh, and I'll then you recycle this or throw okay. it away. Yeah. Cause yeah, I still or, have like, un- scroll. What? What? Sorry. Or like unwind them and then use them for another spell. Oh, like, you okay. know, you know, just however I want to dispose of them I after see. that amount of time. Okay. Well, I think that's good. I mean, how I manifested Brett. So you could do the same thing with, um, did I say that's fine? Or I don't remember. Anyway, I hope that didn't sound dismissive. I loved that. No, I didn't feel okay. that. <laughs> that's at all. what I think. What I meant was like I think <laughs> well, we don't need to say fine. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you and that's your little Let's friendship ritual that created a marriage <laughs> that you whatever. Um, no, I meant like I don't know if I need to say anymore is what I meant when I said that. But um, I guess I will say more, which is just. I essentially just did what you did without ribbons, which is I just would spend time like every day. I made sure I had time to like give myself time to daydream and feel the feelings about what it would feel like to have this person. And I felt them coming in. And then if I felt any resistance at all, I would um, look at that. And clear it off. Or I would just stop and I'd be like, okay, start over, put the feeling back in. So if there was any opposite feeling like, oh, I can't have this or something, I'd stop and then go back and imagine again. And I would do it all in gold light. I would imagine the whole thing in gold light and then give it up to the universe. Um, Another little thing that I say sometimes is anything in the way of this, I uncreate, delete across all time, space and dimension which is something I learned from a couple places. Um, but yeah, so a lot of times if you're having, um, also give your little inner child some love. If you're feeling lonely, you know, loneliness is a real thing and we need other people, but, um, maybe she needs a little extra love from you to feel extra connected to you, I would say also. But as far as manifesting, yeah, just I think that's a big thing because you can always feel it, feel it and give yourself time like to like spend a few minutes like, oh, we're having so much fun together. Like you said, all the things you said. See, it was fine. <laughs> 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 and then give it up to gold, to gold. Light. Um, but I totally understand that feeling. And honestly, I have had in the past because I had a, such a hard time. With my mom, for a long time, I had a really hard time finding female friends that weren't like my mom. Um, So I had to clear out a bunch of shit before I could. I mean, I would always have like a couple, but um, I've all, you know, I'm an Aquarius, so I always wanted big community, but then I'm a Pisces rising, so I like to be alone. There's so much conflict there. But so any conflict that comes up for you. That's why I bring that up. Um, just look at it and think about healing that. Do you know what I mean? So that you're not mm-hmm. manifesting like you're not powering through. Like you're like, oh, that's there. Okay. I love myself. You know, give yourself. Yeah. You know, pay attention. to that And I stuff. feel like that's such a big part of manifesting too is when we desire something we desire I mean we yeah we want to have friends but also whatever the healing that happens whatever we let go of in order to get to the place where we manifest whatever we want to manifest I feel like that's such a big yeah part of it is just our personal healing and expansion too yes I feel like I was a little bit conflicting with the information there because 
I do think while you're doing the actual manifesting ritual or exercise, you do kind of need to power through. You need to be like, if you feel resistance, what I would do anyway is be like, okay, I'll look at that later. I'm going to put that Mm -hmm. aside for later. And then I'm just Mm going to feel the feeling of what I want as if it's happening now for the next five minutes. And then I can look Mm -hmm. at that resistance later. Yeah. Okay. And then it helps you to lock into that vibration. Yes, and then, exactly. Yeah. Give it up. All right. Let's do, should we just do one more for now and then? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, okay. Um, hi, Tess and Natasha. For the past couple of years, I've been very passionate about environmental health. I've been very careful to create the least harmful impact possible to my knowledge, on the earth, such as being vegan, reducing, reusing, recycling, using public transportation and carpooling when possible, etc. Although I love doing these things, I often feel frustrated, controlling, and upset towards the world since it seems like so many people don't care about their impact at all. I recently have been reading some of Sandra Ingerman's works on nature and energy, and she seems to believe that the energy we put towards the earth can be just as healing as actions. I want to shift my beliefs to accept this, as I think it will bring me peace and motivation to be less controlling and to focus on the energy I radiate for the earth's health. I would love to get your take on this and possible energy healing tips I could practice to benefit our planet. Thank you both so much. So you were saying that you just did a ritual for the earth. Yeah, my coven and I, on the day after the eclipse, we went to um, a an area by a creek in Denver in the city. It was neat because it was the city. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you know, it's neat to do magic in, in out in nature also. It was in nature, but it was also in the middle of Denver. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Weston led the ritual he created. A, it was like a some traditional witchcraft stuff, which is a kind of witchcraft that I don't haven't practiced mm. on my own. But I have a couple of friends who have been getting really into it. And Weston is one of them. And he um, created this really neat sigil on the ground. We collected mm. sticks and um, twigs. And he created this sigil that symbolized the Earth Mother. And then he led us through a ritual where we set the intention to heal the earth, to send balancing energy to the planet. Cause you know, we were all really have been affected by the fires in Australia, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, we've all of us have also been really caring about the planet in general and climate change. And so, uh, we visualized that and just set that intention. And I felt we all, we talked about it after that we all felt this kind of like what we realized we were doing when we did the ritual was like committing, Mm. like stepping into something and opening up to being channels of healing and Mm. just the energy and the love and the intention that we were sending, like visualizing balance and beauty and harmony. It's so important. You know, this, I had written this down because it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day on the day this comes out. And he has this quote, which is my favorite quote, which is, we must concentrate not merely on the negative expulsion of war, but on the positive affirmation of peace, Mm. which I think is so important for climate change. The same concept is like, not just like, no, no, this is bad. And this trash Mm. is bad. And this this toxic, Mm. these toxins are bad, you know, to also really visualize balance and beauty and concentrate on what is working Mm -hmm. so that we can, because what we focus on expands so we can shift into that. And Mm -hmm. so we all kind of had that sense. And I also felt like I could sense 
you know, because of the quantum reality and the different levels of existence, the different possibilities that are kind of like all present, I sensed this other level where our climate, our environment is in harmony. And I Mm. sensed that like really feeling that and putting ourselves into that onto that level of reality that it can that can really help shift the vibration to of what we're experiencing in this level of reality. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah, I I really relate to her question because as you know, I'm very active in animal rescue and it does make me insane watching people buy animals who are otherwise good people. Yeah. <laughs> but it really I mean I'm laughing cuz I don't know. I mean, because I'm clearly judging, but it's like I know how many millions of animals are affected, are literally killed every year just so you could get your fucking purebred animal. See, I'm getting really angry. No, but but it's okay. Anger is anger is transformational. You know, it's where there's it's it's okay for us to feel that. Yeah. But so I totally relate. Um to feeling like does anyone am I the only one who cares or like us and this little faction of people like are we the only ones who are doing anything and it just seems so helpless like so many and like cats having so many kittens every year like did you know by the way (laughs) that a mother cat can get pregnant by more than one male cat at a time at a time I think I I did know that yeah crazy so it's out of control anyway um and I remember when I lived in New York City there's so many feral cats and like I would live in this apartment in the base apartment basement apartment there would like literally be like 12 cats who would come to my window and I and just and it was freezing and I you know so anyway the point is what I had to come to terms with (laughs) was yeah letting go of not maybe not the anger as much but just letting go of that helplessness feeling doing what I could because it wasn't helping anything and also one thing I really got was in terms of these animals they all have their souls they all have their missions too you know while I will follow my highest information of what I can do they are also respond like they in my belief system they chose to come here for some kind of lesson so it helps me anyway I did feel like I got that information and um so it helps me to know like that doesn't mean like I'm not going to help them but it means like I also have to let go like if I believe in a source helping us and angels and guides then I believe that they're also helping these animals they're also helping the earth and I also believe that we all have our different passions for a reason. So like, well, my passion is animals um, or like, you know, literally like cats and dogs. And I love the earth, but that's not my passion. Like climate change, obviously it affects everything and I care about it deeply, but that's not the thing like that I feel I'm going to go, you know, like I, like I do with animals, like, you know, save a bunch of why we have 15 animals in our house right now. So I believe that we're all here for a reason. So there are people here whose passion is to help the planet and I'm going to do what I can do. And then know that like those people are also going, that's their thing that they're going to help. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And energetically, I feel like 
um, the magical spiritual path acknowledges the interconnection of everything and the invisible reality that animates the visible reality. So I feel like by placing our awareness on that, the, the interconnection of all of us, how we're really all one, then we're actually just by doing that, we're shifting the vibration, we're shifting the consciousness of everybody. And that just that awareness can help people change their behavior. So mm-hmm. we don't have to, because I, I remember one time I um, protested the circus, I went with PETA mm-hmm. in LA mm-hmm. and protested the circus. And I remember just feeling like, these people don't, they're not receptive to this. Like, yeah. this isn't helping. Right. Like exactly. me just being angry at people going to the circus. They're not, Yeah. that's not, they're not open to my perspective. Well, on this. that's the thing. Like <laughs> I have found that even more hardcore than me, animal rescuers often alienate people and I alienate people too. I know I do, but I think that's just, honestly I think it's because they feel guilty or responsible that's not my attitude I mean I try to say it in as peaceful and nice way as I can but there are people who are literally just like oh god like you were talking about the PETA mm-hmm. people sometimes but I was like I, I think this might even be hurting yes. in some cases yes. when you're just then now people are like oh yeah PETA they're mean like yes. those animal rights people are they made me unhappy you know yeah. instead of like getting in by, you know, spreading in a different way, like consciousness in a loving way. And there's so many other ways we can spread it other than anger. And it's just like being a parent, you know, they don't supposedly modeling is the best way to get your children to listen to you, not telling them what to do. So having faith and trust that what you're doing is like to save the earth people might look at you and be like, Oh, that's cool that she's doing that. I, what's that about? As opposed to feeling if you're an angry (laughs) animal activist or an angry climate, you know, person who wants to help the earth, then people don't want to come up to you and find out more about it or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then sometimes I think there, there's also a function for anger too, but keeping ourselves I think positive and yeah um uh, wait I just as much as possible yeah I just want to say I don't mean angry I mean bitter like like when it's like resentful oh like, yeah fuck or those like people. superior or judgy yes yeah, that's what I mean I not angry that's... yes yeah because we can feel anger and we can even feel heartache like I just yes. made a video about that is like it's natural for us to feel sad about what we're we're seeing happening in Australia yes. and in the planet to animals and plants and ecosystems. And when we feel that sadness or you know, if we feel righteous anger, like to be conscious of that and then like let it in and not fight yes. it and then let it help us to transform. But having compassion, like we're all just doing our best and we're all learning at different paces. And- yeah. I mean, I think ultimately the bigger issue question here is responsibility, which is something that I wrestle with every day. It's one of my big issues. You know, what am I responsible for? What am I not responsible for? You know, and just having, I really do feel like I have to, for my own responsibility stuff, it always feels like I'm against the flow when I do, like when I get like so into it in a certain way that where I feel resentful or worried or like when I go into a fear place, it feels mm-hmm. against the flow. So I have to watch my, what am I responsible for? What goes, what is my highest information? So maybe that is ultimately the question, like doing what you can and trusting that your highest information is leading you in the right, right place. You know. Yeah. And you know, consciousness is changing yes. so much. And I think sometimes we can 
get we can lose sight of that and just be like no everything's going wrong and things are getting worse and worse and but I mean like nobody used to bring their bags to the supermarket for example I mean just one example there you didn't used to ever see hybrid cars on the road there's just like the consciousness of creating change through our behaviors is just it has skyrocketed so we can also remember that that it is working it just it's slower than well we it's would slower than it love. has to be for the planet to say I, so i know what she's saying but again that's yeah. what i wrestle yes. with like well okay i'll let it go but then all these fucking animals are on the street freezing right. you know yeah. but that's where i have to just like have faith like okay i have to let it go because that's my information and i'm going to do only what i can because believe yeah. me this house would be filled with like 40 animals but it yeah. feels chaotic <laughs> believe it or not when we bring in more animals like i am like we have an extra room now because we switched offices i'm like we could bring in a kitten we we could wow. but but then it's like it feels like I can feel energetically like that's not the right move. But if yeah. I look at it on paper, it's like, of course, it's the right move to save a kitten or a cat, you know. But we have to intuit like we don't want to yes. feel drained yes. by doing good. Because yeah. then you're not going to ultimately you won't have the energy to do other work or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And as far as so as far as the energy healing question, I would just say like, changing that attitude in general and feeling that love and appreciation for the earth and doing what you can and listening to yourself. It does sound like maybe you're over extended and that is sending that energy out that you don't like or that you feel is harmful to the earth. So that's what I think Sandra Ingerman is right. Like witnessing and being present, appreciating, like looking at a single flower and appreciating its beauty that has a huge effect on the flower. I can feel that, that the flower is so happy to, for us just to pay attention instead of being distracted by like, you know, any number of other things, just being present with nature and animals. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for your questions. We'll get to the other ones next time. Um, is it? Okay, great. Yeah. Time for my segment, which is the energy report. Okay. So it really um, goes down to what I've been talking, what we've been talking about. Um, you know, this Pluto-Saturn conjunction is still I've mentioned it before, but really you don't even have to understand astrology. It's basically things are still coming up. And this, it, by the way, it starts to ease up on Wednesday. Um, mm. Saturn's starting to move a little further away from Pluto. Oh, okay. But what this has created really is what I've seen in the people that have come to me, which is what the energy report is, what I see energetically um, in this past week is... Um, it's just done. Like people are just done with what isn't working. And I actually think this is also what was happening in the earth. Like this Australian fires happened during this Pluto Saturn conjunction. I'm pretty sure Um, at least as it was nearing it, but I think it was during it. Um, But also what's so it's going to get better on Wednesday. And I was trying to think like, I'm really getting two messages. One is this intense need for self care because all this stuff is coming up and you know, it's like you're done with what isn't working and you're ready. Like you can see what is, you can see what is and you want to bring it in. 
Um, but what isn't working is also taking a lot of energy to let go of sometimes. Or it, like this is part of what the rest is about too. This need for rest too is like, oh, you're letting go. You're letting go of what isn't working. So there is that element. And I would say maybe until Wednesday at least you could still my recommendation is to be really gentle and loving and kind to yourself. Check in with your inner child. See how you're doing. Ask her what she needs or they what they need. Um, and um, and just being like really gentle with yourself with all the stuff that's coming up. But then also what's going, I mean, like, so the reason why I was like, I'm not sure if I, that should be my only recommendation because I am seeing this mix too in people where it's like, but I'm ready to bring in, you know, I'm also ready to bring in what is working. So I'm going to also suggest, which is what I, I've been talking the last two weeks about getting more clear about what you want, writing it down, getting acquainted with it. So if you haven't done that, I recommend that first is like really knowing what is it that you want to manifest? Because this year is a time of really bringing it out. Like, and the less clear you are, the less you're able to do that, you know? So really Mm -hmm. getting clear, which actually, honestly, for me too, I've been like changing it up. What do I want? Like I thought I know, but now it's like, wait, is that really what I want? You know? getting really clear and it may change and shift and that's okay. And then be patient with yourself. Um, but one idea I had was doing a little meditation where you, you know, close your eyes, get quiet and really kind of what I was talking about, what we were talking about before with the manifestation is really feeling into those feelings that you got clear on. Like what is that future me look like? What does she or he or they feel like? Like, and picture them. Um, the other week I had this like really clear image of myself at like, like older and I look so <laughs> happy and free. I had like long gray yeah. hair and I was like really centered, but also like fun and like it, it felt so peaceful, but also funny and fun. You know, it was just like this really clear image of myself in the future. I love that. It felt so good. So that's what I'm suggesting is like bringing that image in of your your most like free self, your most invi- the whatever it is that may look like, you know, at the career you want or the whatever the situation is. And then bring them closer, closer, and combine your fields and just like combine with that image of yourself. Yeah. Um, Fill up with gold light and then say hello to your grounding cord, which is at the base of your spine and it connects to the earth and just say hello to your grounding cord in present time. So you're kind of bringing that future into the present time moment where you are. And then, yeah, again, fill up with gold light. So that's my recommendation. I love it. Yeah, I love that's one of the ways that magic works is that we transcend time. Yeah. You know, time really is an illusion. And so when we like picture our future and then we feel it and we bring it in, it's like we're merging these conceptual separations. Yeah. And that's something that they can do that um, 
person who wrote in about friends, that's something else they can oh, yeah. do. Like do totally. that. Like imagine yourself like with a circle of friends having fun or whatever it is. Maybe you don't like fun. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is that you want to do. And then, yeah, bring it to the present moment. All right, that's All right, the energy that's report. The, I'm realizing the energy report's kind of getting influenced by my new um, love of astrology because I'm like, well, well, let me kind of cheat and look ahead and see. Like, I am getting, I was confused, like, I'm getting both messages and I know why now because the astrology changes in the week. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah and and a whole new um, lunar cycle starts, which I'm going to yes, talk about in Practical Magic. Exactly. So yeah, really that Aquarian exciting. lunar cycle is about expansion, new ideas. What do I want to bring in? So yeah. Yeah. All right. There it is. Okay. So now it's time for Practical Magic. <laughs> So as I mentioned, it's a new lunar cycle. It's a new lunar year. It's the year of the metal rat starting on Saturday. Just, I guess Brett's a metal rat, we learned on the show No, he's a metal. Oh, wait. No, he's not. (laughs) He's a fire snake because I'm a fire snake and we were born the same year. Okay, so Ted Ted is a metal metal dog. Okay. He's a metal dog. Yeah, so, so the element this year will be, he'll be in his native element. But we've had two Earth years because it stays in the same element for two years. And now we're shifting into metal, which is a different pace, which I didn't actually think about because Mm. we've been in the year of the Earth pig, which is a real kind of sensual, slower kind of pace. And now metal, it's it's really intellectual. Mm. It's a little quicker. And so I'll read to you from my uh, 2020 planner, my most magical year yet planner about the year of the metal rat. So um, the Chinese New Year shows up on the calendar on January 25th. The Aquarius new moon on January 24th ushers in the brand new cycle called the year of the metal rat. During this lunar year, you will thrive when you make freedom, family, and self-determination your priorities. This means making wise financial decisions, including making a budget and sticking to it. Do this not for responsibility's sake, but for the sake of your own sovereignty. And so you can, in the long run, best support your elders, kids, and any other loved ones who may need your help. Also look deeply at any situations that cause you to feel that you aren't free. Mm. How can you change these situations? This year, draw upon the wisdom of the rat and find your way out of everything that feels like a trap. You can absolutely define your own present future, present and future and live a life of your choosing. Leverage the year of the metal rat to do exactly like that, which is like what you were talking um, about. Yeah. You, were, you actually said, <laughs> where do you, how can you feel more free? Oh, which is yeah. like, these are things about the metal rat. The metal rat is really in, or the rat is really into family, like a, caring for your family and your, you know, community. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the practical magic advice is, um, what I am going to do is the same thing I did on New Year's. I'm going to throw salt out the door and then throw money and candy (laughs) in the door. I love it. Okay. It's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this time I think I'm going to add in the candy and then maybe other kinds of money Okay, just for fun. I mean, this is a great, I, and I celebrate all the New Year's, you know. I yeah, think this is a thing it. a lot of magical people do. Mm-hmm. It's like just the more the merrier with the holidays totally. because 
Samhain, uh, November 1st is Witch's mm-hmm. New Year. Then we have New Year, New Year. And then now we have the Lunar New Year. And Yom Kippur, and, the Jewish oh, yeah. New Year. Yeah. When is that? Did we already have that? We did already have that. It'll yeah. be happening again, though, in September. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and I'm getting worried I'm a that. bad Jew because I always forget, is that the New Year or is it Rosh Hashanah? But I'm pretty sure that's the New Year. Anyway, okay, we'll figure. I can't remember either, but um, well, but you're not Jewish, right so you know what? Shit, I think it's Rosh Hashanah's the new year. Anyway, we'll I'll become clear about that. You continue. Well, you can look it up while I'm mm-hmm. doing that practical magic. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, anything that you want to do to clear out? I mean, I like that idea. I really had a lot of fun with throwing some Himalayan sea salt with. Um, with marigold leaves out my door like from the inside to cleanse away the old Mm -hmm. and then I know I talked about this already but then I stood outside the door and threw a gold coin in but this time I want to throw money and candy but just to symbolize like you know clearing out the old and making room for the new and it is a new wave of energy it's uh eastern astrology I think we may have mentioned this this is like an earth energy in, rather than a cosmic mm-hmm, planetary mm-hmm. thing, this is a shift in the energy of the earth. You can also get, I have this last year, I got really into budgeting, but I didn't I did do too. it the traditional oh, way. Did you too? Did you, yes, I did. I it's am. Fun. I find it, it fun too. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really, it has been so empowering. Yes, for me I agree. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, the, the thing that was hard for me, I think it, it as a Virgo, trying to organize something that can't be perfectly mm. organized, it, that really stressed mm-hmm. me out. So what I did instead, for, I think everyone needs to find their own yeah. system with this, like what works for you and what doesn't. I just like have been at the end of every month, I'll look through all my finances, all my credit cards, my bank statements and organize things out and see where the money went and then compare it to the month oh, before. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so, and like, if we take cash out, then I'll put that on the um, list of like extras, Mm -hmm. you know, fun stuff, Mm -hmm. because that's usually always spend cash on anyway. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm able to track it with, and then even to be like, okay, let's see if we can save money in this area next Mm -hmm. month without feeling like, oh, I'm, because you don't know too. It's like the cat might have some unexpected spends or the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of drove me crazy. I was like, I can't. That, I think, was a deterrent in the past yeah. to me with budgeting. But when it instead just became like, let me just look. Like, where did it go? How did we spend it? Like, what is this charge? Oh, yeah, it's that. Like, it just it feels so yeah. good to me to just know all that stuff. So yeah. this is a great year if you haven't done that yet. So I just use a notebook. But yeah. some people might love using apps. What do you use? Well, um, <laughs> I do a couple things. But, I yeah, I use an Excel spreadsheet. I uh, actually, yeah. I, yeah, but there are lots of apps. I weirdly listened. Have you heard of Dave Ramsey? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I read one of his books. Oh, okay. I, he's very Christian, which obviously nothing yeah. against Christians, but um, that part of it doesn't resonate with me how much he's into it. But um, I do, I weirdly find it comforting hearing people talk about money, <laughs> like having people call him with money problems yeah. and having him just explain like what they can do calms me in a weird way oh neat. yeah yeah I really like him too I like yeah. how he talks about like don't get a bunch of credit cards well he doesn't like, believe that's... in any credit cards that's the thing I don't fully 
agree with him. He's a little condescending, but he also is actually pretty nice to people. He never makes them feel bad, I would say, most of the time. He doesn't, like, judge. Although he is condescending, just like about his but anyway that doesn't matter he has an app called um (laughs) i every dollar i think every dollar counts he has an app that um where you can just write down and then there's also one called you need a budget but that didn't work for me it helps me just to write it down i found just to like be aware of it that's what i feel like that has been my it's not really technically a budget, but just yeah. to be aware of well, where my money is going. And then, yeah. oh, go ahead. well, I was just going to say what you said about um, seeing where it goes and then looking. They actually, a lot of people recommend that. Like at first, don't change anything. Just look at where your money went that month. And then you can. Uh, so yeah. what you're doing is I've heard that recommended before. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then it just makes me more conscious. Right. Like I'll like instead of thinking, oh, I'll just spend it and then I'll forget about it. It's like, okay, I'll spend it and then I'll revisit it and I'll add it up and I'll yeah. see where all that money went last yeah. last month. It's just, yeah, it's been really fun That's for me. So but I also funny I that think, we both did that. I know. I think Dave Ramsey, because I got on this whole kick of reading a bunch of money books. I think it just helped me like figure out my own system, mm-hmm. what was going to work for me. I, is he the one who talks about having like um he calls it an emergency yes. fund, which I don't think is probably the best thing to call oh, it. Oh, really? <laughs> right? Okay. Like, yeah. energetically, oh, I think having I like that. having that name for it yeah. maybe isn't the best. But I did like that idea of just, like, putting aside some just so you just have, like, Well, he says, different... and a lot of people say this, to have three to six months of emergency fund. Yeah. And then yeah. he has, like, what he calls baby steps, so... Yeah, That's the yes. first I remember baby this step. book. I don't remember what the book. It's probably whatever his like main first book. Yeah, is, I, I think read, you're. But... I, I listen to him so much. It's funny. I think it's your How, money that's matters. So cute. I know. It's just I'm telling you, it's like calming in a really weird way. But I feel like I have something like that too. Really, it's like a weird thing that calms me. I have to try to think about <laughs> it's it. It's just like peaceful. <laughs> like I don't. My mind goes off, and I just listen to him tell people like it's just very simple like how he puts it just like don't spend yeah. money you don't have and for some reason I'm just like yes that's nice but oh yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I I know what you mean though because it is we put so much baggage on money like yeah. that's what Louise Hay says that in you can heal your life that she's like it's easier for me to teach people about sexuality than uh, money like people get so uncomfortable yes because we do, we I think we like tie in our self worth and like yeah. and fear. our feelings of safety. Yeah, just like so many deep, you know, for chakras. Yes, exactly. And, but I think I can imagine Dave Ramsey being comforting because he's just kind of like, no, it's not all those other exactly. things. It's just it's, this. So it's just exchange. Yeah, yeah. Just he always like, says it's not brain surgery, people. <laughs> just, <laughs> and he's all if called. you're they're really in if they're in debt, he's like. You don't spend your you're living on rice and beans, and yeah. you don't see the inside of a restaurant unless you work there. And he also talks about gazelle intensity, which on an energy healing level <laughs> I appreciate because, like, I just picture that. Like, yes, I mean, by the way, we're not even in debt, so we don't. <laughs> it's not like I'm using this for myself, but I still feel like yeah, gazelle intensity for creating what you want, like. Just the whole thing. It's like, yeah, just setting a goal. And I don't know. Like I said, it just. Yeah, I liked him too. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of. He does get a little bit like sometimes sexist with his Christianity, I guess. That's the Mm. one thing where it's like. 
but not fully though because the not not really he really believes like the, you know if like he never asks it's very heteronormative kind of thing, you know. Mm. That's the part I don't like. But he's fine. He he's he's pretty. He's good. He's yeah. And we can take things exactly. We don't, we don't have to agree with everything. Yeah, exactly. In order to by the agree way, with something. Rosh Hashanah is the new year. The reason I was confused is that it ends with Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, so Rosh Hashanah is like um. the. It's a ten day period. It starts the oh, new okay. year, and it it's like. It starts with that, and it's like 10. They call them the High Holy Days, and then it oh, Rosh okay. Hashanah and Yom Kippur are the two. Anyway. So we have many New Year's. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point. I think this time of throwing the um, salt in, I'm going to um, involve the kids. So it's like oh, a throw cleansing. throw the salt out. Throw the salt out. Right, right, right. Yeah. Throw the salt out for the cleansing. And then in, they're going to, I'll have them throw in coins and candy. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Rosh Hashanah is September 18th this year. And, um, well, now I'm really feeling like a real, it's not 10, because it says it begins the evening of the 18th and ends September 20th, which is two days later. I don't think anyone's coming here for their Jewish um, history mm-hmm. knowledge. So we can do another podcast that on that after we great. learn quite a bit about I it. Should, I just feel like a real bad Jew. <laughs> I am still 96.6% Jewish regardless of my lack of knowledge right. about the holidays. Yeah. So let me just affirm that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did we cover practical magic? We did. Great. It was a great one. So, oh, thanks. Um, I also feel like fall is kind of like a new year, which does coincide with Rosh Hashanah. Like I always mm-hmm. feel like totally like new school year. I love all the yeah the new the newness, and my birthday feels like a new year, which is coming. Up. Oh yeah, we all have our own personal New mm-hmm. Year's. Totally. Um. Oh, and this week, if people, yeah, this week I'm celebrating my birthday, even though it happens next week. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, which unfortunately you couldn't come to, but we thought yeah. for a minute you'd be able to come to my big karaoke birthday party. <laughs> I'll take pictures. Yeah. Um, okay. So for housekeeping, you can. Oh yeah. Housekeeping. Yeah, you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can ask us a question on there. There's an ask question button. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter, which should be coming out. In a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, yeah, in February. Okay, um, and uh, oh, and Magic Monday podcast on Instagram, and yeah. and where what, what's oh. that? I was just going to say, where can we find you? Oh, well, I was also going to say um, thank you so much to everyone who has rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, my God. Do you know I was looking at those reviews yesterday and just allowing myself to receive it? Because <laughs> a lot of me, like, I'll see a review and be like, that's so nice, but I don't take it in. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is as an exercise in receiving. Oh, I love that. It was so I will nice. have to try that. You should, because people are really loving and nice and it feels really good yeah you know really receive it so thank you we really appreciate it and it also helps us be seen by other people so thank you for rating and or reviewing we appreciate it and you can find me at highestlighthealing.com you can sign up for my newsletter where you get a little meditation if you do and um you can 
um, sign up to book a session with me, which includes uh, reading where I look at what's going on for you and then a healing. I clear out chakras, update contracts, release cords, past life healing, maybe the whole thing. Really, really great Thank sessions. You. I highly recommend. Thank you. And where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and at my website at TessWhitehurst.com. Great. And you can get her books there oh yeah unicorn magic or on amazon wherever you buy books Mm -hmm. you You could review it if you've read it they're great okay thank you so now we're gonna pick a card for the week yeah oh and we should say that i'm picking from spirit cats from um, ghost kitten who very generously sent us her deck of oracle cards which are so great we love them yeah nicole what's her last name oh i don't remember oh pyre pyre yeah if that's how she's a friend of the podcast that's right friend of the cast okay so and what are you picking from i'm drawing from the wisdom of avalon oracle i call it baron reed and i already drew oh go ahead yeah okay it's the water fairy which is feelings and emotions Mm. When the water fairy swims up to you with her liquid magic, she reminds you that emotions and feelings may be running the show. She asks you to consider how you really feel about things and why. She also reminds you that you are not your feelings. You are the one experiencing Mm -hmm. them. Remember that as water flows, emotions change. The water fairy also tells you that it's time to lose your rigidity. Be fluid and willing at times to compromise and allow change to happen. If you're happy right now, enjoy, for the water fairy swirls her love around you. If things are making you sad, she comes to wash away your tears. The water fairy knows the power of emotions, so when she appears, be mindful of them and how they affect you. Remember, feelings are the fuel for manifesting. Mm. Be certain that you want to create what you're feeling. Allow your feelings to pass through and focus on the positive. The water fairy longs to smile at you in reflection. Well, this is just what we were talking about as mm-hmm. per usual. Love it. Okay, I picked this adorable cat, Unconditional Love. Oh, I love that deck. Her art is so So pretty. beautiful. Uh, meet Aiko. She is a soft being of pure love. She is a nest of comfort and compassion. She loves unconditionally and embraces fully without exception. She transmutes pain and failure into blessings and wisdom. When you feel vulnerable or self-doubting, she will engulf you in love and solace. She can see your supposed imperfections as mere beloved quirks. She salutes the true spirit in you. Love yourself, as Aiko does, and let that love spread outward to your friends, family, and fellow human beings. And I'll just add planets, animals, and the earth. I mean, plants, animals, and planets. Let go of judgments and love everyone just as they are. Well, that is uh, great. So that one was called Unconditional Love? Mm-hmm. Oh. I feel like it's really a combo of what we're talking about, like be loving and kind to yourself. You know, make sure you have that time and then, you know, yeah. and manifest the feelings. It's exactly what we said. Yeah, and mm-hmm. self-care yeah. and also the mindful, like I was talking about, the mindful heartache, but yeah. mindful joy too. like let the, all the depths of your feelings flow 
And I love unconditional love for ourselves and others and the planet too, because it is the most healing. Yes. Yes. That's what it all comes down to is that's really what's going to heal is the loving, loving energy and letting go of that. Oh, I just got a little bit more information. I'll say it real quickly to that person that wrote the question. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Did it go away? Oh, just that... um, those other feelings might be something she wants to look at in general, the feelings of um, helplessness and stuff. That might be something that she wants to look at in general and just clear out of her life that it may be more than just about the frustration with the planet. Oh, yeah, I have had that because yeah. I have realized like a lot of the anger that I had in the past about animals was like, Un- unhealed yes. stuff. I mean I still feel it but it was like stuff about my childhood that I felt like I felt neglected yes. so I would be angry when animals felt neglected and then I think we become more empowered to create positive change when we get honest about that stuff and I also while you were talking I got a little I <laughs> thought of the Course in Miracles thing about everything like to see everything as either love or a call for more mm. love that's, I think that's great. A nice perspective. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You're reminding me, me too, with these animals, like that I was abandoned emotionally growing up. And so right, I project right. that onto them. And that doesn't mean yeah. I'm not going to save them and help them, but, right. but I need to like heal that part. Yeah. That's what yeah. I had to work on a lot. So I wouldn't feel so panicky. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's all here to help yeah. us. It's all here to serve us. The universe is working for us. You know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, have a great, great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Oh, whatever.